They say that money can't buy happiness, but that's untrue. Go to patreon.com slash bmfcast and get your slice of the good life. All right, welcome to the Bamfcast Variety Hour. Hey, hey. Bamfcast Variety hey. Hour. Variety. Eleven? Should I start yes. remembering the numbers? Okay, eleven. Sure, eleven is is. I mean, you know, we all thought this was like, ah, oh, we'll do this for a couple weeks. <laughs> mm. Yeah, and now we're on week seventy-eight of the lockdown. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. So, just in case you for- years. Yeah. yeah, in case you forgot just, what's going on right now in 2020. Yeah. And just in case you forgot here. who we are. I am Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. Yeah. Hey, there we go. Yeah, what we do each and every week is a matter. because <laughs> I we're love doing, how we're pleased doing... we are that we actually did it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> oh, we yeah, all said we our names. It. All right. <laughs> Look, I remembered my name. It's, it's, it's an accomplishment right now. <laughs> we got them all in the right order. It's fun. <laughs> I have not had to use social cues, and so therefore remembering my name is difficult right now. Hey, I had a sweet like a, a sweet lead into it and everything. Mm. It's it's all ruined now, but good. That's I'm fine. happy That's that we, we made do. it. That's, we, we, we ruin things. We ruin our things. Mm-hmm. Immediately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. So ruined. Uh, so as Speaking we've been, of ruining things. Yeah. <laughs> we, we've kind of been setting ourselves like a homework movie or something because we're not all in the same room watching our normal bad movie. So uh, we decided to maybe try to watch a bad movie from afar. Um, and that movie is uh, Eurovision Song Contest. The something something fire fire saga the fire saga tale of fire the story of fire saga story of fire saga it's a boy what a salad title yeah it's the new will ferrell thing that popped up on netflix and Uh immediately got skewered by all the critics and we were like well i guess we also being (laughs) part-time critics should throw our full-time skewers yeah throw our hay pennies worth of information into it it just seemed like a new thing that everyone was talking about. So. Yeah. Might as well jump on the bandwagon and get our shots in while we can. Yeah. yeah. So I will go ahead and say I started to watch it and then decided not to finish watching it because life is too short. However, uh, Chuck and BJ, I believe, watched it uh, in its entirety and Mackie uh, observed a day of silence and did not watch it. I'll refrain from comment. Right. Uh, yes, we Chuck and I have reached completion. Um. <laughs> oh, finally. Okay, so <laughs> yeah. Disclosure: I have not seen Holmes and Watson. You have, Chuck. Are you yes, the I only have. one among us who has seen Holmes and Watson? Well, yes. okay. So I bailed on Holmes oh, and Watson. Okay, okay. That's how bad Holmes and Watson was. Okay. Uh, Michael Buffer showed up as Michael Buffer in Holmes and Watson, and I said, "Nope." <laughs> okay. <laughs> Absolutely not. But uh, Wolf has been on this kind of decline for a little while. Not, not really like commercially although maybe but would you say his just, career is going downhill like that movie that i didn't talk about i don't think because it was so bad. Oh, maybe the force majeure remake yeah 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 that was bad and i don't know why anyone would want to watch it so but yeah, yeah the eurovision movie um man i don't know it's it's nice it's a nice movie is it but it's it's too long it's surprisingly nice. Like I didn't expect it to 
what's the word? Um, I didn't expect it to stay as pleasant as it did, yeah. but it managed to like not get super gross, which was a surprise to me. Like I expected this to just. It kept threatening to. <laughs> yeah, it threatened to be just like a, a regular kind of gross comedy slash whatever this sort of contest thing is. Mm. Like everybody would be the worst to each other instead of everybody just kind of being a little bit human towards each other, I, I guess. Like they were just kind of mildly shitty and then realized how mildly shitty they were going to be and were like okay let's stop being shitty yeah like all the the contest stuff really isn't clicky in any way it's it's not like oh no here are the the toughs who are going to menace all of the smaller countries in in their eurovisioning it's not that at all it's just i i think my thing kind of against i didn't like it uh i i think it has some some strong aspects to it like i said it's a nice movie i think it's kind of a sweet movie i think it would be a really great 80 minute movie but it runs 30 35 minutes longer than that and there are just some bits that go on and on and on and are so unnecessary however some of those bits are very eurovision centric so as someone who doesn't watch eurovision it doesn't interest me but i understand why it's there i'm only passingly sort of knowledgeable about eurovision i i know that several of the people that show up in the big party scene yes are um in fact maybe a lot of people but i only recognized maybe a half dozen by sight the only one i know by name is conchita worst mm-hmm. um who is the bearded person with the long hair i don't yep. know their pronouns so i'll stick with that um <laughs> So I think that if you really like Eurovision, this could be either a love or hate, depending on how you feel about uh, about Eurovision. I think it would really pay off to have more context mm-hmm. about Eurovision. Like if you if you know nothing about it, you're not going to get most of it. Maybe not most of it because it's a pretty broad comedy rom com sort of thing. Um, but you won't get most of the Eurovision stuff. Yeah, it's it's not hard. It's not hard to follow. It's not like the rules of this contest are so insane where it's just like I don't get this. It's just a lot of the. It, it's just a very Europe centric comedy. Um, yeah, it makes me wonder why. Like, it's is it Rachel McAdams or Amy Adams? I can't. Rachel. It's yeah, Rachel, Rachel. McAdams. I, I, it makes me wonder why they like decided Will Ferrell and and Rachel McAmy. Um, (laughs) like why did they decide aside from star power um, that they were going to be Icelandic and have silly accents and to get you and me to watch it I guess I guess I mean it it, in the end it kind of works like it's it's just silly enough um, and it doesn't go too far into Will Ferrell-ness yeah. It gets close, but it doesn't go too far into Will Ferrellness to really turn me off too much. I mean, I watched the whole thing about 20 minutes in. I think I was close to the to the Harlow point um, of like, uh, do I really need to watch this? But what else am I going to do between now and when we start recording? So yeah. I guess I'll watch it. And I, I think it paid off, although I 100% agree that it's a, I think maybe not 80 minutes, but maybe 100 minutes, you yeah. know hour 20 i think or yeah like the russian guy's song is entertaining i didn't need to hear it twice 
No, no, you only like they could have cut a lot of the music portions out of it and made yeah. it, you know. I, I think it's funny. It good. You're, you're, However, you're, just, you're describing things that go on too long in parts that I didn't watch, and what I was watching already felt excruciating. So, like having a a song based joke where they play the entire song and it's not particularly funny sounds even more excruciating. So, like, there's not much like song based joke. Well, I mean, so, just, or, there's not or, really a lot of joke. Well, I mean, yeah, this movie yeah. is not joke based. It's I was going to say not. like the absurdness factor of it. Like, you know, like I saw their, you know, in their head music video where about volcanoes that was early on in the movie. You know, I was like, if it's more shit like that. The rest of the movie is nothing like that. <laughs> well, you know what I'm yeah, saying? But I'm it saying like it's it, pretty straight. Yeah. But I mean, I'm, I'm saying not necessarily jokey, but just that like uh, absurdist, like, uh, you know, like it's all techno dance beats and stuff about there is a lot of that the country specific (laughs) i I think the film's main issue is that these two are treated like a joke and they're not i mean they are talented musicians at what they're trying to do it's just the gimmicky shit they keep trying to pull keeps backfiring on them but everyone acts like oh my god these guys are so bad and then rachel mcadams gets out there and sings and you're like no she's really good (laughs) Yeah, well, it's funny because, like, several times throughout the movie, despite the fact that they're sort of played as a joke, and especially in their hometown, um, a lot of people think they're a joke, but all of the people, like, all, like, the performers are like, no, you guys are really good. You're not going to win, but you're really good. Like, girl, you can sing, and the Mm -hmm. song's good. Mm -hmm. Um, Y'all are just not going to win because... A, it's Iceland, and B, you guys are goofs. It's not that it's not that you're not talented. It's just that you're goofs, and you can't pull off any of the grandiose shit that Eurovision demands these days. Um, Does but yeah, Bjork but, make an appearance? No, uh, no. Several hundred people who look like Bjork make appearances, though. Especially in okay. like a party scene, there's a bunch of people who resemble Bjork. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, like to Harlow's point. The only like super fantastical, hyper specific country stuff that happens really is in that is in that first, you know, that first act, I guess. Yeah. Um, and that that kind of stuff doesn't really come up again. There's a couple things that are a little bit fantasy, but um, I think Harlow, you might want to give it twenty more minutes when you have twenty more minutes to give to something. I think you may come to enjoy it in the in the way that you love musicals, I think you might, I think you might like some of it. Yeah, um, I honestly think that the songs in it are pretty good. They, are. Um, they, most of the songs apparently were written for, except for the medley that they do kind of in the middle of the middle of the movie. Most of the songs I think were written for, um, were written for the movie, including the Ya Ya Ding Dong song. <laughs> um, it was based off of a thing based off of a thing, but, um, that guy's like, determination for them to play that over and over again yeah. was delightful. Yeah, I, I liked, I liked that. I like the consistency out of that guy and how it kind of pays off towards, yeah. uh, towards the end. But um, I, I think I just have I have very little patience for the person who's. I mean, if we're going to use like the arbitrary gross like number scheme, you know, like someone who's like at least three or four numbers in the ranks of 10 above another person who's madly in love with them for no discernible reason, 
plot. Much like much like yesterday, you know, where it's like Lily James is so madly in love with that dude, and you're like, why? <laughs> like, oh, there's there's more to it than that. There have been girls that like me. Well, and I mean, yeah, I, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm married. Well, I mean, yeah, I, I'm Chuck saying. How, how the fuck did that happen? The obliviousness Look of. Look at Mackie's wife. <laughs> I mean, the obliviousness <laughs> of, of Will Ferrell yeah. in this movie. And, You're not wrong. You know, is like it's it's just I, I don't know like that whole plot device or whatever. It's just like it's so grating to me in movies. I, I think it works for this movie because there's only like 30 people in their town. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, I don't know. Also. There's just something about like I mean let, let's be honest like how old is Bill Farrell now it's like the the, the man child thing is like it's becoming increasingly like either He's find early 50s either find a new shtick or like this is just not going to be funny much longer like it's just not <laughs> like it's yeah this was just like the movie where I was like I no I don't know <laughs> like it, it's just like every maybe it comes around at some point but. To me, the, the 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 problem with the bad screenplay is like you introduce all these things, and if you're going to back back in, like explain them all, like you you have to give me something as an audience member to make me even care to get to that resolution. Because, like, you've got this like puppy dog madly in love with him, Rachel McAdams, for no discernible reason. Pierce Brosnan is like just angry at him, like you will not do singing and act like a man and stuff. And it's like, okay, I know there's a story there and the movie is probably eventually going to explain it, but you've got to give me some sort of clue in the beginning. You just, you can't present like all of these factors where everyone's just like, fuck you, you suck. You're the worst. And then it's like you, the audience are going, yeah, you're not that great. <laughs> you know, like, I mean, you're okay, I guess, but you know, it's like they kind of have a point, like fucking grow up and like, you're, you're not good enough that this is probably going to be a career for you. You know, like as a rational adult, there's like this thing you're fighting in your head where it's like, yeah, they're not that great. So maybe they should just get a job and stop fucking living in well, fantasy land. The opposite side of it, at least what, what this movie plays out is no, they're actually really good. They okay. just made a couple mistakes. They couldn't yeah. get a break. Sure. Nobody would give them a break because they're like, Oh, you're a singer in, Hawksvier, Iceland, you don't sing, you fish and you drink. And then once you're done drinking, you fish. Once you're done fishing, you drink. And that's all you're supposed to do. Yep. So that's that seems to be the main reason that they sort of like and denigrate them. Like I said, maybe it comes around to that. Like I said, just from a screenplay perspective, you've got to you've got to give me something to make me root for the people. And they weren't. It was like I was just immediately agreeing with the so-called antagonists of the movie where I'm like, yeah, no, you probably should quit. Like but everything you're saying is making song, a lot of sense. Like, you it, didn't think it, that that first song was any good. It was in their head. Like it was in their head. And but then it comes out and they're they, just like, beep, 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 pop up, you know, on the keyboards. And it's like, okay. Yeah, it was, it sounds well, all of like, the like grandiose shit was in their head, but they were, I, I don't fair. Know. I mean, yeah, I'm just saying like, I, from, it sounds like you didn't even make it 20 minutes in. Um, I got to the point it sounds where like you make it, they won the Icelandic section and how that happened. Okay. <laughs> and then I was just like, this is weird. And no, <laughs> like, I was just like, that's weird and gross. And I mean, I, I, that, I, I, that I, pays I, off eventually as well. I, I could see that clear as day where that was going. I just didn't care to follow the, thread like i mean when you had the one guy in the meeting like oh it's gonna bankrupt iceland it's like gee i wonder scooby-doo villain did he do it yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. well <laughs> i i feel like i'm like this movie's greatest defender right now like okay. um but i just think it's it's 
better than bad. It's goofy. It's weird. I thought you were about to say good. (laughs) (laughs) It's like log. It's better than bad. It's good. Yeah. Um, It's a great first snack and it fits on your back. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's fun. I think it's probably more worth your time than the internet will tell you it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's um, like just, I said, it's more Europe centric. And I think yeah. I, I know specifically because I was listening to XM radio over the weekend and the the DJs who work on like first wave and stuff like that are usually European and they were raving about it. And they were just like, oh, it's so great. This person shows up and this joke was so perfect. And they, they were like listing off references to things that have happened in past Eurovisions. And I'm like, if you're making references to that, I, I'm not seeing it and I'm not getting it. So Did a boat I, I can explode. In a no, previous I, don't, I, I don't think that happens. <laughs> but um, I, I, I think that I think there's a market for this movie. I, it just wasn't me, even though I'm the probably the biggest Will Ferrell fan of the four of us. It still wasn't for me. Mm-hmm. I, it, my, my problem with that was that it seemed so much like the Will Ferrell movie that we've now seen a dozen times. It's it's just that same arc of. Manchild really, really, really wants to do a thing and is going to be petty about it and and whiny about it the whole time. But he's probably talented also and will pull it off at the end. See, I haven't seen a ton of recent Will Ferrell movies, so maybe I'm uh, insulated against that well, that hate. So, well, to confuse look, things, it was Amy Adams who was madly in love with him in Talladega Nights. Right, and then he and was blind to it for the whole movie until a certain scene. <laughs> that's, yeah, that's why I was confused yeah. about Amy Adams. And... Yeah, but Talladega Nights is awesome. Yeah, um, it is great. So if I get if I could just jump off of that and talk about this other movie. Um, so when this was over, I was like, man, that's really like Blades of Glory. Uh, yeah, I remember like watching funny. Blades of Glory and being like, yeah, Blades of Glory is okay, although Napoleon Dynamite ruins that movie. Uh, so I went to watch that, and it was one of those cases where Just Watch had the wrong listing saying it was streaming somewhere. It's like, this is streaming on Amazon, and then you go to Amazon, and it's like Blade of Economic Power or something, some 50-minute documentary, and you're like, how did that get linked to this? But it's the thing that happens all the time. So anyway, I was like, well, I need to watch one of these lesser Manchild Will Ferrell movies to see if my recollection on all this is correct. So I watched Semi-Pro again. Um the semi-pro that, is the one that I I feel like I'm the lone defender of. <laughs> I, I liked semi-pro a lot more this second go around than I did when I first saw it. But that movie's problem is that it's a sports movie and it does sports movie things. Whenever it's not doing that, when it's just everyone and the cast in that movie is ridiculous. Even the people who come in for one scene to do just a bit, it's a it's ridiculous. But it's the same movie. It's the same arc. It's the same thing. It's just. Will Ferrell is a man-child who wants to do what he wants to do, and the system is against him, and boo, and then finally he gets to do it. And all, all these movies are the same, and that's that's what I think the problem is, is that early on, when it was like, that's the third time he's done it, I'm like, okay, I'm, st- I'm still down with this formula, but when you get to, like, the tenth one, you're like, okay, do something else. And But the problem with that is, the last few movies that he's done, like The House and... Um, uh, Holmes and Watson and uh, another one that I'm not thinking What's of. What's the house? The house is the one where he and... It's one with Amy Poehler. Yeah, where they he started and Amy Poehler. Casino. Yeah, they started a casino oh, that in one. their okay, basement. Yeah. I actually even watched that. Yeah. I forgot that was what the fuck it was called. <laughs> um, Get Hard yeah. is another one where it's just like, these aren't good. These are bad. And, and none of those were this. 
formula. But it's like, so, I don't know. At this point, I feel like he's damned if he does and damned if he doesn't. But whatever. What the hell do I know? It was number one on Netflix when I watched it. Yeah. So Well, I mean, he also did what was that Lifetime movie thing. But that was funny. Straight that was funny. Time. That well, was pretty good. He also does the Spanish language film, the Mexican yeah. film, where it's yes, like, it's that not was, a joke. Yes, it's that just was good too. him in it. But it's like... That was pretty good, actually. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, I mean, he's not above doing these really bizarre things, you know, like, and I, know. I you know, I'm, I'm okay with that. Like, if you, you know, you want to do some weird ass Andy Kaufman-esque, like, fully commit to a bit, I'm, I'm behind you doing it, even if I don't want to watch it, you know, like great do go weird do weird things but like this This is just this just felt weird in 2020 a big budget netflix movie and it's just this again and and the movie Mm. is beautiful like the the way it's shot and the like the locations of it and everything it is a gorgeous looking movie i wonder if they did the director of shanghai nights really did a good job except for when they (laughs) add in like you know after effects one you know level cg stuff in it for no discernible reason there are a couple portions of that but like the way it's shot generally especially i feel like they may have brought in like the eurovision director of photography for as like the second unit for the Eurovision parts because yeah. those all look like fantastic and and really resemble everything I've seen out of out of Eurovision. Yeah. <clears throat> Which I think I'm going to make a point to kind of watch some of like I've I know, I know every year for the past 5 years and I always well, no, forget. It's like all on YouTube so I can go watch some <laughs> oh, okay. old shit and Okay. I don't think they're are they even doing Eurovision this year in no. these times in which we live. No, I believe it was canceled. This is all we have. <laughs> Probably Netflix, for the best. It's Netflix movies all we have. So, twelve points to Netflix. <laughs> <laughs> Chuckatania awards uh, twelve <laughs> points to Netflix. Uh, Harlow uh, awards no points, and may God have mercy on your soul. Yeah, uh, I award them eight points. <clears throat> and Harlow, if you'd stuck with it, you would have gotten your Graham Norton fix. So, ah, uh, fair. Okay. I didn't know how to, I didn't know I had a Graham Norton fix, but well, you was, like Graham Norton. You're always I, watching YouTube yes. clips of Graham Norton. He's, he's a he's funny in and the clever film. man. Yes, yeah, he yeah. shows up. He plays Graham Norton. <laughs> oh, oh, that's a good that's oh. a good choice for him. Yeah, yeah, really. It's like the, I, like the Tony Danza of actors. <laughs> yeah. Better than him playing Ed Norton. <laughs> no, I want to see that. I want to see Ed Norton playing Graham Norton, and, and Graham Norton Graham playing Norton playing Ed Norton. Yeah. yeah. They've probably done it on the Graham Norton show. <laughs> probably. Uh, sponsored by the Banff cast. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm just laughing about calling somebody the, the Tony Danza of actors when he in fact is, is an actor. He's an actor. I was going to say, like, well, what's Tony Danza then? <laughs> it's like the Walter Payton of athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, you mean Walter Payton. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. yes. That's what I meant. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I... Uh, I did the homework for the previous show episode, mm-hmm. whichever it was that I wasn't on, mm-hmm. um, in search of the last action heroes. That yes. um, was that a Netflix doc or was that on Amazon Prime? It was on Prime. They didn't make it. Yeah, no, it was a Kickstarter okay, yeah. thingy. Yeah, I gotcha. Um, I don't have a whole lot to say about the documentary other than these two things. One, it's like. 25 minutes worth of Cynthia Rothrock and I love that that's more Cynthia Rothrock than you usually get on literally anything um and I I really appreciate her perspective on those on those things uh I guess I have 
three things. Uh, two, there are so many people like they got so many people to sit down and do 45 minutes worth of interview to put together a two hour, maybe documentary, like, mm-hmm. uh, just an incredible amount. It, like Bill Duke gets so much screen time. It, it, and that's something that I, that I really liked. Um, Matthias Squays, uh, it's always it, strange to see his face. Um, <laughs> am I wrong? No. Um, and a bunch of dudes that have been in a bunch of movies that I've seen, uh, whose names I don't know, um, like Scott Adkins. Like, I don't know his name off the top of my head, but I've seen him, you know, on a dozen movie posters or in a dozen, um, you know, cast lists. Um, the He's third on thing a few is, Netflix posters. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, the third thing is... Okay, four things. Third thing is, if you're not Furstenberg, you're Lastenberg. Uh, the fourth thing um, is that I don't really know what the point of it is. The documentary? Yeah. yeah like, I, we, we I feel that. like... Like, it's awesome that all of these people got together, not got together, but they got all of these people to sit down and do all of these interviews. um, And every single second of it made me want to watch whatever they were talking about. Mm -hmm. If that was the point, great. But I feel like they weren't trying to do that. They were trying to set some sort of narrative. Like, all, all documentaries have an agenda. I'm not entirely sure what this was, except maybe just to celebrate it. Well, and that's odd for a documentary. Normally, I feel like a documentary is trying to push, like, you know, Fran Tarkenton was the worst quarterback in the NFL, and we'll tell you why right now. Um, you know, take. like, the death of football at Fran Tarkenton's hands, a documentary. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> it's Man, just the, the weirdest damn. name that I can come up with. I have, Fran hate. Yeah. I have no, I, I harbor no ill will against Fran Tarkenton, but. I think maybe um, you do. Yeah. No, it's I mean, just when a fun you name to your say. soul for somebody who ran football, Fran Tarkington's <laughs> name came to the forefront. <laughs> well, the first thing I searched my soul for was a funny football name. Sure. And Fran Tarkington. football. Yeah. <laughs> Fran Tarkington is a funnier set of syllables than Johnny football. I guess you I have would, to actually play in the NFL would, to say you ruined it. Ha ha. Burn, uh, Johnny football. Burn. Fuck you. <laughs> Suck on that, JF. Boom. Um, I've had a little bit of time to think a little bit more about this documentary, and I think I came to this conclusion. It's sort of like the biopics that I don't care for, because it's like they spent all the time and effort to accurately recreate a period of time, tell you a little bit of a story, and then it just sort of ends. Like Ali. I always bring up Ali, because it's like, man, that's well acted. It's well cast. It's like shot well. Like A lot of it looks like the original footage that you see from it. But it's like, it just kind of ends. And it's like, well, all right, that was uh, a few months in Muhammad Ali's life in, you know, in the 70s. All right, that's interesting, I guess. Yeah, um, neato. But like, that's that's kind of <laughs> like how this was to me. I was like, thank you for all coming together and talking about various things in action movies. But what was the whole thing about? Like, what, <laughs> like was right. it just that? Was it just like, all right, you know, was it like a roundtable discussion of like, Hey, remember when? Oh, yeah, I remember when. I did that. that was cool. Yeah, yeah. But nobody was really in the same room together. No, it was just no. the interviewer and the interviewee. Right. Um, yeah. But 
I, I, I will yeah. give it the benefit of the doubt. Um, and I will just assume that it was a celebration slash, hey, remember all these fucking rad movies? You should probably go watch them because they're rad. Watch every action movie that has ever come out because they're all fucking awesome. Not true, but this the, that documentary makes you think that that was true. Um, so shortly after I watched uh, watched that, um, well, one portion that that struck me was like all of the talk about well, not all of the talk, but enough of the talk about the Jason Bourne movies and how Jason like the Jason Bourne movies were a transitional phase in in action movies. Like they they went to all like handheld, um, you know, rapid cut close up because uh, they had. Um, Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they had Matt Damon, and they had to, you know, part of its style and part of it's to make Matt Damon look good uh, mm. as a fighter, which he probably is now, but he wasn't back then. Um, and they were talking about how, like, you know, the Bond movies were a certain were a certain way, and then you bring in Jason Bourne, who is like like James Bond, but cool for the 2000s. And then a few years later, the Bond movies started to ape what had been done in the Jason Bourne movies. Um, And I didn't like any of that back then. Like, I hated all of it. I didn't want any of the shaky cam. I didn't want any of that, like, close-up, gritty, realistic, fighty sort of shit that any of those movies brought to the table. Um, And so I never watched a Jason Bourne movie. Um, it was a struggle to get me to watch Casino Royale. Uh, eventually I c- capitulated and I like, you know, I, I like Casino Royale for what it is. Um, but I was like, I've never seen the Bourne identity uh, all the way through. I, I've seen some fight scenes and that's it. Um, so I watched the Bourne identity one night and holy shit, that movie's actually not bad. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's the good one. It's fucking awesome. Put like, that on the poster. <laughs> like, I was extraordinarily surprised to find myself really getting into uh, the Born Identity. Just um, the shaky cam bullshit isn't either. It isn't as bad as I thought it would be, or remembered that time period being, or. These people were merging. It wasn't until the second yeah. one. They were they were merging things like the, they specifically somebody specifically quoted Doug Lyman for having changed and everything. It's like no, it was Paul Greengrass that changed to the handheld shaky cam. Let's cut every three seconds. Now, not saying mm-hmm. that Doug Lyman doesn't do fast cuts, but the handheld thing was much more latter Greengrass borns. There's there's a lot of it in oh, born sure. identity. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. it's it's a lot more than I would think I'm comfortable with, and it's probably because I've seen. Like that's just how action movies are shot nowadays for the most part is mm-hmm. close up, handheld, constant movement, constant cuts. Um but so maybe I'm acclimated to it, but it was real fucking good. And and honestly the fight scenes look really good in that movie. Um Mad Damon looks like a badass. It's a cool story. It's a whole lot of fun. Um I had kind of thought to myself that maybe I'll start Maybe I'll make a watch, you know, watch through of all of them, but I don't, I don't have time for that. Uh, I'm just going to maybe, 
it at least puts the next one on my radar as far as something that I I can watch. Like it just adds another thing to like, hey, I haven't I'm in the mood for something I haven't seen before that I that I might like. So <clears throat> it, cheers to Born Identity from 2006 or whatever. You're actually pretty good. And I'm sorry I talk so much shit about everything related to you back in the day. Finally. Redemption. I did, I did read the book. That books. was closer to like, like 2000, wasn't it? Like that was like that was 2001. Yeah. 2000, oh yeah, 2001. Never forget. Or no, it was 2002 because it came out same year as uh, Die Another Day. Mm. Yeah. I think that's why yeah. so many people were like, hey, look, a new Bond. Because <laughs> Bond, Bond proper had run itself into the ground. So they were just like, yeah, all right, I'm with Bond yeah. now. Yeah, that's fair. That's all fair. Um, yeah. Hmm. Okay. Good times. I enjoyed a thing. I will be Hooray. curious what your, what your how your opinion changes when it changes directors because mm-hmm. everything I don't like about two and three are, are director based. Mm. So you're saying the Paul grass greener. isn't greener? No. Yeah. <laughs> you just green. broke it, Chuck. It was Paul. Chuck yes. just lost Paul his mind. Green grass and better times <laughs> with Doug Lyman. <laughs> <laughs> Please tell me someone has a, a weed movie to talk about so we can we can uh, green, green grass, grass and high, and high times. times. No, uh, no, no. Really. Yeah. I I have a movie that involves a vice. That vice is gambling. I finally saw Uncut Gems. Oh, right. I saw you tweet and Discord yeah. about this. I can't wait. Yeah, I don't like that movie. <laughs> well, all right. Fair. Yeah. Uh, I, the only direct thing I can say about the filmmaking is that I think the soundtrack is atrocious and doesn't work at all for what they're doing, like in any way. And I don't know what the fuck it like aside from like, Hey, let's give it an 80s synthy vibe. That soundtrack serves no point. What the fuck ever in that movie. And I don't understand why they did it that way. Otherwise. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's a hell of a well-made movie. If you enjoy people screaming at each other for two hours and 20 minutes with about three lines of dialogue that are actually spoken in normal voice, but they're also like more like, I don't want to fucking yell at you. So I'm just going to speak normally at you and make it worse. So, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it's one of those movies that I, I should have known was never going to appeal to me, but I still watched it, but (laughs) I appreciate you giving it a shot. Yeah, well, it's just no. it popping up it's, on Netflix made it a lot more like, all right, yeah. Let's, yeah, let's and, and Jen wanted to watch it, and I was like, are you sure about this? And yeah, she <laughs> she didn't like it either. But um, yeah, I guess it's just kind of like if I want to see somebody make the worst possible decisions at every opportunity, I'll follow Trump's Twitter feed, you know, because I don't need Fair. that in my movies. Because really, it's like there's a point like late in the movie where I was just like, almost threw something at the TV. I'm just like, you're fucking joking right now. Like fucking stop already. Like you're allowed, this guy's allowed to make one good decision in this movie. And it's like, nope, nope, absolutely not. Fuck you. Almost. Fuck you. Almost. And it's like, nope, nope. I'm going to destroy everything again. I think what what's annoying to me about the movie is <clears throat> because you have this character and he's obviously, you know, all you're doing is you're watching him make the worst possible decisions all the time, right? Yeah. The annoying yeah. thing about this movie is 
this character. Well, yes. <laughs> yes. I mean, actually, like, really, the that's guy it. who's in literally every scene. Well, yeah, yeah. But, but I mean, like, you, you're all you're doing is you're watching him make the worst decisions and fail and have this gambling addiction. But then you see where he lives, and it's like, how? Like, how is your life yeah. like not you know crumbled apart before now? Like, how? Has it, you know, how did you maintain enough to like afford this really nice place that you live in that you're fucking mm. up and everything? Like, I, yeah. I, and like I, mistresses in amazing apartments too. And right. yeah. Uh, my guess is the fact that he sells really expensive jewelry to basketball players. Sure. But I mean, if you, if, like, if, if he truly is as much of a fuck up as he appears to be in the time that we're watching him in the movie, any money that would come in would just go right back out. Be like, I gamble, you know, gamble, 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 gamble. You know, like so it's just weird. Here's here's my perspective on it. Um, so he's got a lot of money because he sells, you know, he sells expensive, probably shitty jewelry that looks expensive to you know people who value things that look flashy. He's basically like a bling dealer for people who. Um, haven't seen the movie. I think this is sort of like people like this. What's the the guy that's really shitty from um, from Tiger King, the one that everybody hates? Joe Exotic. No, the other or the one. The other one. The one that everybody Doc hates. Something. Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Oh, Jeff. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, Carol Baskin. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. The guy that everybody hates. Yeah. Um, the guy with the, the bandana with no redeeming qualities. Yes. Right. Jeff. That that's the, the kind of motherfucker. Has no redeeming qualities. <laughs> the bandana the has the redeeming bandana. qualities. Oh, the okay. bandana right. is fine. Okay. Cool. But guys like that guy, those are guys that like they float cash and they float favors and they float things like him and uh, Adam Sandler's character from Uncut Gems. They float all of these balloons of cash and appearance and float favors and they're borrowing money from 60 or 70 different people eventually it catches up with them especially if they have like a gambling problem like this guy has eventually this shit's going to catch up with jeff and he's going to get you know he's going to they're going to find him in a dumpster yeah they're going to knock his dick in the dirt Mm -hmm. they'll find his head on a turtle through you know crawling through the desert or something um (laughs) I but I think that reference. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that now. I can make that reference. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also really energetic to, and really chatty tonight. I apologize for being out there. Um, but I haven't talked to like humans in a long time. So <laughs> that's why we're here. Hooray. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Glad you settled for us. Short, what, 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 welcome. Max So I think, I think one of the, one of the, brilliant things about uncut gems is them showing sort of the crescendo of all this shit happening to somebody like this who not only is floating all of these balloons but also has a massive uncontrolled gambling problem like this kind of shit probably would have happened to michael jordan if he didn't make more money than god Mm -hmm. um but people who don't make more money than god like when you have a gambling problem it just until you get help or you die, it just keeps getting worse. Much like many addictions. Either you get help, or you die. Um, There aren't, you know... Yeah, and I mean, I understand the point, and I understand chasing that American dream of being rich, and, you know, everyone wants to get rich quick, so this is, you know, his way of doing it. 
you know, and like an addiction is the thing that destroys it. You know, I understand all that, but it's also kind of like, as far as the filmmaking goes, you could have done that in 45 minutes less movie. And I don't think anything would have been lost. Fair I criticism. Mean, that's, that's the yeah. thing is, is, and it's, and a movie that intense for that long is just kind of like, ah, oh, enough already. You know, it just kind of, I mean, I understand and I, and I see like, you know, where like the Spike Lee influence comes in very clearly throughout it, but it's just, I guess I just, I'm realizing those, those movies are never going to appeal to me. That's fair. It's just constant stress and people making just the stupidest decisions. And then even when they have the chance to learn from them, just absolutely rejecting that completely and just barreling forward with the stupid thing they were going to do anyway. Yeah. And, I mean, yeah. It's funny that you say that the, the, the quote unquote Spike Lee influences kind of made me realize maybe I don't like, I'm not going to say a lot all because I mean, that's a weird thing to say. And there's a lot of movies I like, but there are a lot of, um, what? <laughs> no, I'm, you're good. Just, oh. I just look up and you're like doing weird fucking hand movements and shit. <laughs> I'm just playing with the backgrounds here. That's okay. all. Um, like New York filmmakers, I think like it, it probably bleeds into their filmmaking because I mean, if, if you truly live in the city and you're surrounded by this constant racket, you know, mm-hmm. I feel like it's like you, you feel like your movie needs that tone too. And I mean, that's, I feel like that's fine as a diversion from time to time, you know, but like you don't need to make me feel like I'm there in the middle of like a construction site in New York city. You know, like I don't, I don't want that energy, you know, all the, for 90 minutes to two hours, you know, like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's fine from time to time. And you know, most movies have the sense to let you break out of it for a little while. Like, I mean, Goodfellas is a two and a half, almost three hour movie and it's loud and it's bombastic, but it's like, there's also quiet moments that let you catch your breath. You know, there's, there are times, there are downtimes. It's not, you know, uncut mm-hmm. gems was like, the whole time you know like i think there are like two times where it calms down and it's quiet for like 90 seconds maximum and then the thing is like ranks yeah and it's it's right back up one of the few ones is when he's talking to his daughter but that whole Mm -hmm. conversation is rife with tension in a different way Mm -hmm. because you can tell like she does not want to talk to him at all or have anything to do with him but is just kind of forced into it for that 90 seconds or whatever so, yeah, like I, I, I think it. I've already said my piece on on uncut gems. Yeah, I think it I works, just, and yeah, I. It, but I totally understand that it doesn't work for you. Yeah, like, that's the thing. It's an effective movie. That. It does what it sets out to do. I just don't enjoy what it's doing. And aside from the soundtrack, like I don't. Well, the soundtrack and maybe trimming forty five minutes out of that movie, I think you know are the two things filmmaking wise that I would change, but. You know, that would, who knows what fundamentally what a different movie it would be if it's not that extra, that length that hammers you until the very end. Yeah, I, I think they could get away with a shorter length. Like, that's, that's pretty valid. Um, yeah, because it, it, so there's so often it just feels like, all right, just get to the fucking auction already. You know, like, yeah, <laughs> you know, you're like, all right, we, we, we really like, you know, it, it's just kind of like there's a few loops that repeat that you're just like, come on. All right, we yeah. get it. Well, it was it was funny. Um, Pam, the girl I was dating at the time that I saw that, she laughed at the end of that movie. Like she was so fed up with everything that happened. Like the entire movie, she hated every second of it until the absolute, yep. basically the last thing that happened. She was like, mm-hmm. <laughs> ha, 
Yeah, um, I said, I said, finally. Yeah, and and I could not fault her at all yep. for for feeling that way because it was fucking tense for me, and mm -hmm. I liked it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I I get why people enjoy it. I just I I I don't think I'll ever understand why the soundtrack was chosen though. Like that's the one thing I just do not get at all as far as the filmmaking goes. But whatever. Yeah. Uh, does somebody else have something, or should I jump in? You had some TV stuff, I believe. I do. Um, so you know, I always t tend to pick a show that I'm either going to watch or rewatch, and just I would I, I don't know if I qualify as binge watching, but you know, it's just my back burner show. It's just what I go to when I'm sit down to eat or whatever. And I've been rewatching Community. I decided to just I I did that. They hooked me back in with that little like table read thing, the quarantine special. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, the, you know, the community was really funny. I should go back and watch that. And I just did. And I've already completed it. And that so that's almost on the level of binge watching because that's pretty quick. Six, six seasons. I know they, they got less uh, episodes, you know, down the line. But first couple yeah. seasons were like the, the old 23, 24 episode things. Um, I... <sighs> All right, so I, I I hesitate to bring this up, but I I, I want to because it, it's mm -hmm. it's a conversation, and I think I think it's an interesting one. They they being the streaming services, not like NBC Universal or whatever, had just decided to pull an episode of Community prior or after I got through it. Um, I pretty much a top five episode. Yes, I mean like of kind, great importance I mean, probably, to the series. Probably the top episode, really. I mean, like it's yeah. it's. I mean, I think like most people, like casual community people would be like, all right, it's it's between like paintball or this or like maybe the lava or episode, like, you know, it's like the remedial chaos theory. Yeah, I mean, or, there's a, there's a couple of like, you know, really important ones where it's like, all right, <laughs> but this is uh, this is up there. And they, they pulled the Advanced Dungeons and Dragons episode. The reason being is because like Ken Jong's character in that they they said it was because he, he dressed in blackface. It's like, OK, yes, but he was dressed like a drow elf. <laughs> like, it's like that's not exactly the that's same. That's really what yes, it is? That's why it's, that's yeah. why it was pulled. Yes. Oh my god. Yeah, okay, and, and I want to say... And also a Golden Girls episode has been pulled because they were wearing mud masks on their face, and yeah, we're... I, yeah, Attention I, white people. Yeah. This is not... Like, I don't speak for black folks, but I've read enough takes from black individuals to know we don't want they don't want shit pulled from TV because there's a mud mask. Uh, yeah. We want justice for Brianna Taylor mm -hmm. um, and Jamie Johnson and so many others. We don't need performative bullshit out of our yeah. hashtag woke, you know, corporate overlords. All right. And granted, like I said, this is this is Netflix and Hulu. Or I, mean, I believe Hulu decided to, which technically, I guess, mostly is NBC at this point. Right. Or no, that's all ABC now, isn't it? Uh, Hulu, Hulu is mostly so, Disney. Pretty much all Disney now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. like NBC's got their Peacock worst name. <clears throat> yeah, all the other networks ever. bailed on Hulu. It's, like it's you named a Disney. streaming service called Peacock. Just think about the words in your name of your streaming service and also streaming. That just dumbasses. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, um, <laughs> um, but anyway, like so, like this is a, just one of those cases of like I, I all right, like I I get your reasoning, but like. To me, to me, this feels like almost like someone was like, I'll show you like this feels like one of those like 
this was such a dumb bonehead. It doesn't have anything to do with anything that it feels like somebody went in and did the, oh, this is the future all liberals want. It's like, no. Like, like Chevy no, Chase did it. Yeah, like nobody fucking asked you to remove this episode or was ever, ever, ever complaining about it once. In fact, like the joke is made at that like they're sitting around the table and they're doing the like, who's going to sit here and play D and D? And they pan over to Ken Jong and you know, I mean, like I said, if you know what a drow elf, it's it's not blackface. It's it's complete blackface and white hair, and it's like it doesn't look like a human. And you know, he's just kind of sitting there like, yeah, what's up? And, and Shirley is like, are we just going to ignore this hate crime over here? And it's like, <laughs> and he's just like, I'm a drow elf. It's like they're not even humans. And it's like, and then it's just like it just proceeds. That's the end of the the joke, the reference. Except he sits there the whole episode like that just because mm -hmm. and it's like that's that's the extent of it but like i said i don't think anyone was complaining about that like i you know i i get the sentiment and it's like you know you don't have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, as they say <laughs> like you know obviously go and find the actual offensive content and remove it or put disclaimers is really the better way to handle it you know well because. so i think here's the thing on that i think i think what's happening now is a lot of companies are trying to be Ahead of sure. the the potential backlash that they would get if someone says like, "Hey, this episode of Community is problematic," and they'd just be like, "They took care." But it's like HBO Max pulled Gone with the Wind, and I I understand why they did that. Mm -hmm. But then they reinstated Gone with the Wind with the with the introduction by one of the Turner Classic Movies hosts, putting it into historical context, right. kind of like how the old Bugs Bunny DVDs and stuff like that mm -hmm. had this kind of like, "Look, this shit is way racist." Mm -hmm that's what was happening at the time and that's what artistry was doing good or bad it's product of the times and here's the context you need to understand why that's a thing yes and, it, and i think that's where i was coming from is like I, that's what needs to happen like i nothing should be removed from history i don't think like i mean i'm not talking about i'm not talking about well, statues and bullshit like that statues okay. are statues like I mean, who gives a fuck like that's you know statue does not change history like we're not saying like go remove this thing that's glorifying the the leaders of a failed revolution like that's what that's that's what that's doing we're not i'm not right. saying forget the failed revolution like no remember it understand it understand why it happened and why it won't happen again like understand history like never ever remove history you know like but statues aren't fucking history and you can eat a dick if you think they are like I mean, I mean you know a few statues are exceptions like you know like i'm not saying like go remove the statue of liberty it doesn't mean anything like we have let certain statues and things have a greater meaning most of these confederate statues have a no meaning to anybody except fuckheads <laughs> so yeah, yeah i think a lot of during this, the jim crow era right right so i, I think a lot matter. of these these episodes are going to get pulled and then they'll be restored with a some sort of context. Sure. I think they're just like panicking. I, obviously, yes. I mean, I, I don't think this has disappeared forever. And it's, you know, we, we live in a digital age. Nothing can actually disappear forever. If, right. Like if, if something was ever released on a DVD, somebody's got a copy of it somewhere. You know, all it had yeah. to do is get digitized once. So like, I'm not talking about that. I'm just, I'm saying like, let's yes, maybe everyone let's is maybe, overreacting. Let's maybe, let's maybe slow down. Think about what you're doing. Because like I said, to me, when you pull something as ludicrous and not obviously racist intention at all as this and it, it to me it, it just it's it's a backwards motion in the actual movement of trying to be better people you know like it's like it's just such a like i said it's such a ludicrous thing it's like it has nothing to do with what you're saying or doing it for <laughs> obviously and it's it's right there on the surface and there's well, so yeah, many and other it, and it hurts the cause of actually getting rid of stuff that is yes. a problem because then you have all the people going well just taking a throwing out everything you know and it yeah we need to be 
targeting the correct stuff. Yeah, and I mean, that's the other thing is like, this immediately opens up the question. It's like, well, what about all the other actually open racist shit that was said? Like by Pierce or even worse, his father or just things. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, mm-hmm. I mean, Community is a quote unquote controversial show because it says a lot of things and then it's like it tries to deal with it. Does it handle it all perfectly? No, nothing that's ever like, I think, trying to make any kind of statement about society ever really does. But it 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 tried, you know, and to me, like what's even more detrimental, I, I think, in, in, in now rewatching it is just how often it was like again the same character ken jong's character was constantly like just going like in the background like gay to like like everything like you know and it's like Mm -hmm. that was all kind of solved by like literally the last shot of the last episode where they're having a group hug and he's just like he does it again and he goes like no i'm actually gay (laughs) like and it's like (laughs) forgiven i don't know like Uh, yeah no no i'm saying like i mean that's yeah i mean it's one of those things like i yeah I mean, here's the thing about Community is that Ken Jeong is the villain of that show, obviously over time a lot more than he was at the beginning, but he's a bad character. And so it's I I just I have a problem when we're not holding people in reality accountable for wearing blackface, Mm -hmm. but we're holding television shows that are putting bad people in blackface and having the right people point out what you're doing is bad and then saying, well, that's horribly racist. We have to get rid of that. Right. That, that doesn't make sense to me. But first hold the people in positions of power accountable for their bullshit. (laughs) And then we can work on the entertainment. Right. The entertainment is not, no one was watching that and going, yeah, <laughs> that like it, people were like, "Oh no, this is wrong." I'm sure everybody's seen the Golden Girls, not not the mud mask one, but the one with um Blanche and Yes. What was his name? I've forgotten it. Um I don't know your story. Oh, uh the actor's shit. name? Yeah. Don Cheadle. <clears throat> Don Cheadle was on the Golden Girls? Yeah, like real young uh, Don Cheadle. Like, so there's a scene with um, Blanche, and you know, Blanche is like all southern, and she comes from a long southern family, blah blah blah. And there's something going on where there's a big old fucking Confederate flag right in the middle of the in the middle of the living room, and John Don Cheadle's character shows up and basically takes Blanche to task over, you know, about six minutes worth of scenes and I fear that the reaction to everyone discovering that is going to be like oh just pull that episode because it's got a confederate flag in it and that's almost like what they're what they're doing with some of this stuff is mm-hmm. like oh it's it's got a confederate flag it's got to go and it's not that something has a confederate flag in it it's that like this this particular set of scenes is the way we need to teach lessons about it. And that's how it needs to be. Um, that's how it needs to be contextualized. Is well, I mean, there, there was a very special episode of Give Me a Break where they dropped the N word. Yes. But it was like to say, you don't say that word. And it's well, like, yeah, there was, you know, that, that, are you talking about the blackface episode? Yeah, where... I mean, that's a, that's a blackface episode, too. I yeah. mean, and like, you know, she it's like not just that but you know it's like it's all the reasons like don't do this shit and it's like yeah. but you, you know that was a very strongly content that 
I, I think we've talked about this before, but uh, that like as a child was like, oh, that's horribly wrong. I will never do that in my life ever. Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me. The Like whenever I see someone in black, I'm like, didn't you watch Give Me a Break? Like, do you not understand what that means? I know not everyone watched Give Me a Break, but that episode should be played in schools. <laughs> in schools. <laughs> So. Yeah, I, yeah. So I mean, it's it's context, and obviously, like I said, right. it's the the community one was just like, all right, like there's this, which, like I said, has nothing to do with this, and then there's Pierce's dad and this other one just saying actually awful, horrible things, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but no, like it's 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 still a really good series. Like I mean, it's it's all over the place. <laughs> I hate that like there's like some really 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 quality stuff in season four, and like that's the one they're just like ah, that. No, Gasly got the season that that didn't happen, and it's like no, there, like, there's still some good stuff that came out of that season, you know. And sort of by the end, they kind of like agreed on what was canon in their own weird little way, uh, you know, that came out of season four. But yeah, great show. Still need to make a movie. Don't think I need that's to rewatch ever... the well, sixth season. Six season. Who knows really what will happen? Six season's really good. Like I, I, I don't think. I think like watching it now, like concurrently, like a, I don't feel it doesn't feel as cheap as I think it it felt like at the time being going to the Yahoo series. Like mm-hmm. there's still a lot of people that show up guest stars and stuff in that season. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, that's the one that they do the weird thing where it's like every episode is like, they're spinning off some other show at the end of it, you know, Portuguese for some strange gremlins. reason. Yeah. yeah. Portuguese gremlins <laughs> yeah. is what everyone knows. Right. Well, that was that was more like, you know, they mentioned that in the show and then they were showing it. Then I'm saying like they were just do like these weird things where it was like the butcher and the baker. And, you know, and it was like, you know, it's like Shirley and somebody else <laughs> and, uh, and the cop like Jonathan Banks, the cop or something. Oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. No, no, Jonathan Banks wasn't in the 60s. I don't know. But whatever you're saying, like they would do these weird things where it was like we're making up a spinoff season thing afterwards or whatever. Yeah. But So what season was the Jonathan Banks season? That's Fifth season, season five. Yeah. OK, so did. And that had didn't that have Keith David in it as well? No. Was that or was that no? That's only six. Keith, yeah, because okay. like so, Keith David and Jonathan Banks were the Pierce replacements, basically. Right. Mm-hmm. It, it was what cranky old man can we get in here? Yeah. yeah. Wasn't so, it Paget Brewster was in season five? Nope. Also? She was also in season six. She was six. She, too? she was wow. she was the Shirley replacement because they also yeah. booted Shirley out that season. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 So like season four was like the last Pierce season, and even like. It was weird. So I don't know if Dan Harmon was coming back in to start working before they finished that season or what, because like there's a weird thing where Chevy Chase starts disappearing from a lot of the second half of the fourth season of Community. Like he starts like just popping in from time to time. And it's I think that was him wanting out. Maybe I'm just saying like it's, yeah. it's real weird because like it's like, oh, they like they've already kind of started writing him out like at this point, like and. You know, I forgot that, like, he actually did a little thing in the fifth season, like a recorded, like, hologram thing uh, in the fifth season. So, like, he wasn't completely gone from the fifth season, but mostly. But, like, so Donald Glover was, was that the animated episode, like the video game episode? Or was that one in? No, it's it's Jeff just walks out into the courtyard yeah. and there's a hologram of right. Pierce and telling no, him. No one else ever yeah. saw it. And he was like, <laughs> like they, they yeah, like, because I do I, like he, he mentions it again. Like, and I've then never they're like, where's the this hologram? Again. None of us have seen this. Yeah. Um, but that didn't happen, did it? So like, you know, he was gone. He was dead, like basically off camera in the beginning of the fifth season. And then they had their little like, you know, will reading thing. And that mm-hmm. basically led into Donald Glover leaving on the boat as you yeah. know, to get his fortune or whatever with LeVar Burton. <laughs> But um, 
And then, like I said, like Scarlett's in like the beginning of the sixth season, and then just kind of like leaves. Or actually, no, she's already gone. But they like have her in like an episode or something like that, and she pops up from time to time. But yeah, mostly it's Paget Brewster and Keith David show up in the last season. So yeah, yeah, it's 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 still good. Like it's still really good. There's still yeah. some really fantastic episodes in that show. I remember like there's some there's one of the early six season ones. There's just someone asked Keith David a question mm-hmm. and he just sits there and stares at him for like five or six seconds before oh, he good. actually yeah. answers it. That it's one of the best like fuck you reactions I've ever seen <laughs> in anything. And it's like that's what you do when you get Keith David. You the, ask him a dumb question, you have him just stare at you for a minute before he's like No. The better one, Jonathan Banks had an even better one. Somebody said something, and I don't think it was a question. It was just like Somebody said, oh, I think it was the Meow Meow Beans episode where he was just oh, like, God. they were talking about the ridiculous nature of that name. And like his reaction was just like, he looks over at like the flag of the library. He's like, I fought and died for this flag. <laughs> it's like, you didn't die. <laughs> <Right here. laughs> he just goes in this whole thing and just like storms out of the room. It's just like, I can't even with these words that are being said right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I need to rewatch that show. It's, it's, so I, I need to get back on it. Yeah. So after I finished community, um, I knew I wasn't ready. Like, all right. So I, I, full disclosure, I've tried several times to enjoy Rick and Morty because it's a thing. Like, oh boy. Well, no, no. I'm saying Rick and Morty is one of those things. It's like the fandom has basically made it like there's this firewall to enjoying Rick and Morty because it, you know, from a personal standpoint, it's sort of like a, a friend of the show and the, and the show Lost. <laughs> like, you couldn't say, like, hey, I think I want to watch Lost because it was like, oh, you're going to watch Lost here. Like, this is what you got to watch to read this. And then it's like, I'm like, never mind. I don't want to watch Lost anymore. <laughs> and Rick and Morty fans are kind of like that, where you're like, I'm thinking about watching Rick and Morty. It's like, oh, my God. Okay, settle down. Like, it's never appealed to me. This is like my third time of trying to watch Rick and Morty. And Maybe you're just not smart enough to watch Rick and Morty. I'm probably I think that's not. probably what yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely what it is. Um, you have so, not passed the IQ test. I'm sorry. So basically, I was like, well, I really like Community. And obviously, I like it best when Dan Harmon is involved because the fourth season is the worst season, you know, even though there's some really good stuff in it. What else has he done besides Rick and Morty, which I just can't seem to get on board with? So I pick out of his filmography the strangest thing in there in that he was a writer on the movie Monster House. Monster House. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I was like, I've been meaning to watch Monster House and never have. And I didn't realize he had a writing credit on it. Now I must watch this movie. So mm-hmm. completely unrelated to community. I watched the 2006, I believe, animated uh, DreamWorks movie Monster House. All right. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> By Monster the end House... of this quarantine, we will have covered all the DreamWorks animation <laughs> Monster House is, is interesting because like, I, I, I feel like saying it's a DreamWorks animation does a bit of a disservice because like this one's like not just DreamWorks produced. Like this is Spielberg and Zemeckis directly produced movie. You know, mm-hmm. like it's like a it's a step beyond like, Oh, look, it's spies in disguise or whatever, like <laughs> rhyming bullshit thing we have this week. You know, <laughs> you know, I have to say like the, the generic, we don't give a fuck about DreamWorks movies. This is not one of them. Um, it's actually a pretty good movie. And I, I actually would recommend it to adults as well, because for anyone who's ever said things like, man, they just don't make good kid adventure movies like the Goonies, which isn't that great, but you know, they don't make those movies like that anymore. You know what I mean? It's like, they're just they don't exist monster house they made one a little over 10 years ago it's basically kids go on a thing none of the adults believe them and shit goes crazy and it's cute and interesting it's not iron giant level of emotional or or good but it's 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 in the same neighborhood like i mean if it's like it's not next door but it's 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 close like it's 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 a much higher quality 
uh, level of animation and caring than a lot of things. Um, like I said, it, maybe that's a disservice to say it's anywhere close to Iron Giant, but I'm saying it's it's closer to Iron Giant than it is to fucking Spies in Disguise or whatever bullshit <laughs> Rio or any of these other things where it's just like, oh, yeah, look, Ice Age 14. Turbo. Yay. Huh? Turbo. Turbo, sure, yeah. <laughs> But yes, I'm just saying, give Monster House a try, and you can definitely see there. There's there's some definite um, Dan Harmon stuff you can like. Oh yeah, he very clearly wrote that part, <laughs> you know, because like he's got a story by and like screenwriting credit with two other people. So you know, who knows what of his script survived versus other people's ideas? But there are several things where it's like that was very clearly him. Well, one of the other writers wrote something called Laser Fart. Sure. <laughs> okay. There you go. <laughs> DreamWorks uh, yeah. don't give a fuck, man. They're just like, whatever, get in here and write us a cartoon. Uh, strangely, it's like you know, the most of the voice acting is pretty good. Even Kevin James is a voice in it and is okay. Like, strangely, and I, I'm saying that because I'm, I'm now preferencing the only one that was like, mm, bad choice. And Napoleon Dynamite, <laughs> once again, John Heater was a voice in it. Luckily, he's not in it very much, but like, I was just like, wow, okay. That was a weird oh. thing to go after in 2006, but okay. Everyone was chasing it. Hmm. Dude had a career. Did he? Yeah. He starred in a lot of movies. Okay. Way well, too many. Well, well, you don't even like Napoleon Dynamite, do you? I, I've i seen that movie through osmosis. I've never sat down and watched it start to finish, but I believe I've seen every frame of it by walking through rooms that have okay. been ha- had. I just, I don't like him. Yeah, I tried to watch it a few years back and just it, it, it's a bunch of characters in search of a plot. I think it's got a great soundtrack. I think it's one of those neat indie movies that's shot really well. I just, the characters in it are just like, make me want to strangle myself. Mm. All right. So. Did you ever watch Nacho Libre? Just out of curiosity. I have not. I, I'm just saying like that is the strangest like second movie shift. Like, I mean, I, I like Napoleon Dynamite just fine. I'm, I'm not going to like, oh my God, it's the second coming of indie hilarious cinema or something like that but it um nacho libre is like this weird thing because it's like it's almost like wes anderson level of clever and sweet like it's so bizarre and it's from the fucking second movie from the napoleon dynamite director with jack black in it in a fucking luchador thing but it's like it's got this like really sweet tone throughout it and in like really bizarre interesting shots throughout it's it's the strangest like second movie thing i could just shift from one movie to the other in well, my opinion. I think you might like to hear that mm-hmm. that director is in talks to do Shanghai Dawn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, all right. Oh, boy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if it happens, it'll be him. Okay. <laughs> so oh. we can have, yeah. He can That's join exciting. the illustrious David Dobkin, <laughs> <laughs> director of Shanghai Nights. And Eurovision Song Contest. Mm. Oh, yes. And Marmaduke. <laughs> Man, yeah, I feel like I've celebrated the entire David Dobkin catalog at this point. It feels like we have, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure there's some other shitty movie on that list we haven't watched yet, but I'm sure X Girl take care of it at some point because mm-hmm. I'm on it. It, it hates go. me, <laughs> <laughs> and by that I mean Chuck. I don't hate you. That's true. You did give me one. Was it? Did I give it five jocks? One, one yes, five jocks. Yes, I did. One five yes, jocks movie in a pile of like zeros and five Wait, bags. Out of how many? episodes of extra oh no I've, we've had some we've I've had, had a, okay but we've also watched right, some right. like legit good movies i was just like all right i feel giving this weird 
feel weird giving this five jocks, but this movie's awesome. We just watched it to get to this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've watched like the Poseidon Adventure and stuff, awesome yeah. movies. And... Yeah. Well, what was it I gave five five uh, jocks to then? Recently? Yeah. Fuck, what was that? Uh, the New Barbarians. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. The Gold Man Sex. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, that movie's like wicked weird and good. <laughs> It's so wicked weird. <laughs> it's a strange tone movie. Like it is just it's, it's it's strange tonally, man. Like speaking I, of weird tone, your yeah. Shanghai Nights director used to direct Tupac videos. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tupac videos and Marmaduke. <laughs> just, how? Hey, life comes at you fast, Chuck. I I guess it does. Mm-hmm. If someone had to direct the Marmaduke movie. Yeah. Why There's only not one David way you Duncan? get to a to boat money, and that's by working. That's right. And that's by Marmaduking. <laughs> Put up your Marmadukes. Yep. Yeah. Okay. When, yeah. When Owen Wilson calls you and says, Hey, yeah. <laughs> let's make a Marmaduke movie. He's like Marmaduke. Dave, I got one word for you. Marmaduke. Hey, my man, David Dobkin. <laughs> Want to make Marmaduke? Marmaduke. It's going to be fantastic. I'll be the voice of the dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Christ. Does anybody else have anything? <laughs> no. I didn't realize I'd ever tried to do I don't think Owen so. Wilson. That's you. pretty good, Owen Wilson. Yeah. I mean, everybody no, I, can do a wow, wow but right, wow, but to like keep it going after that, yeah. that's wow. You really kept it together. You nailed it. It's the best I can do. Do we have anything else? No, I think no, we're done. Yeah, no, no, I think we're, we're done, done here. No, I think it's time to shut it down. I yeah. think we're done here. <laughs> I'm just trying. I'm workshopping it. I'm spitballing it. I'm trying. Okay. Trying it out. Years, Owen. <laughs> I'm saying I, I bow to your superior skills. <laughs> We're not worthy. Christ Almighty. No, oh God! Uh, All God. these Christian Slater impressions are crazy. <laughs> I'm just gonna bash your fucking skull in. Wow. <laughs> I don't know how to segue into this, so just go to bmfcast.com and click all the buttons on the right-hand side for all of our socials and our Patreon and our Discord and uh, get involved with some, some of the shit we're doing, which is mostly uh, this right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. Patreon.com slash bmfcast. Keep an eye on that. Um, that's how we make money, so please uh, give it to us. Yep, And get bonus podcasts. You can't get anywhere else. That's right. Exclusives. Cool. Triple well, exclusives. Here. Should we get out of here? I think we should get out of here. Yes. yes. All right. I'm Harlow. I'm Mackie. I'm BJ. I'm Chuck. And this is Banffcast Quarantine Week number 678,492. Out. Okay, last one to kill a bad guy buys the beer.